Today's scripture reading is from the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, verses 1 through 3 and 8 through 10. All the people gathered together into the square before the water gate. They told the scribe Ezra to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had given to Israel. Accordingly, the priest Ezra brought the law before the assembly. Both men and women and all who could hear with understanding This was on the first day of the seventh month. He read from it, facing the square before the water gate, from early morning until midday, in the presence of the men and the women and those who could understand, and the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. So they read from the book, from the law of God with interpretation. They gave the sense so that the people understood the reading. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra, the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink sweet wine, and send portions of them to those for whom nothing is prepared for this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's an honor and privilege to have this opportunity to share the word of God with you. And I just wanted to thank Pastor Brian Belting and Kailua United Methodist Church for me to uh, utilize their beautiful sanctuary for today's sermon. Um, As the saying goes, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, for me, I can apply it to say that it takes an entire district to get the new district superintendent situated in Hawaii. Um, As I was in self-isolation for two weeks, I was literally fed and sustained by our district. And as I was sitting in my room, I wonder as to how best I can express my gratitude Uh, for the hospitality that had been poured over me. And the idea of preaching a sermon so that our pastors uh, can enjoy a day of Sabbath and be renewed in the Lord came to mind. So today it is an honor and privilege to share the word of God with you. And I ask that this time of us worshiping together will bring us a renewed sense of hope, strength, and joy. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, may the words that are spoken today be lamp on our feet and light on our path. May it bring us healing, strength, and joy. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. For today's message, I have selected a text from the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, and I really find where the Judite community is is where we find ourselves during year 2020. Um, For the very first time in a very long time, the people of God have gathered as an assembly. By the time we get to chapter 8, the wall has been rebuilt. And as Nehemiah and Ezra prepare to rebuild the community of God, the very first thing that they do is to gather everybody. And in a culture where women, children, and people who are considered of old age were often marginalized, 
men, women, and all who are able to understand were called to hear the law of Moses being spoken. So when the Judite community gathered in the water gate and Ezra reads from the scroll, there are just a lot of emotions flowing within the community. People are crying to an extent of weeping. People are mourning and there's great sadness to a point. Nehemiah, Ezra, and Levites, the leaders of the community, have to ask them to stop doing so. And while the Bible doesn't go into detail as to why people are crying when they're hearing the word of God, we can certainly speculate. Maybe for some, they were devastated by their current reality. They were fraught with conflict and instability. And as maybe perhaps as they were hearing the words of God being spoken, they remember the stories that they've heard from their childhood of the past, of the golden era when the kingdom of Israel was blessed with prosperity and stability. Maybe for some, as they were hearing the law of Moses, they were reminded of how their ancestors have deviated from the ways of the Lord, which has caused their holy city to be laid in ruins. And for others, even though they hear the words of God, the word of God promising them restoration and hope, because of where they are in their current present, they may have felt the sense of hopelessness that restoration was unattainable. Regardless of what caused them to cry, the Bible records that the assembly were in tears. So I want to ask you, Hawaii District, is there joy in your life today? Is there joy in your church? And if we were to apply faith, some may say, well, we would have joy if God will make coronavirus disappear. But through the teaching of Nehemiah and Ezra today, we learn or are reminded of a very important fact, that the joy that Nehemiah talks about is different from joy that the world offers us. The secular world definitely has something that's very similar on the surface from the Christian joy that we often talk about. We find Apostle Paul telling us to rejoice, rejoice always in the Lord. But the worldly joy, oftentimes we can label and categorize as happiness and contentment, is different from the joy that Nehemiah and Paul often speak of because it's only temporary and it's circumstantial. But the joy that we're talking about today is everlasting. And it's not something that can be bought, purchased, or earned, but it's something that can be found only in Christ. So my sisters and brothers, I ask again, have you found this joy? In this time of pandemic crisis, people turn to leaders looking for directions and answers. And for many who have come to me asking for solutions, I have been a bearer of disappointing news. For in this season, there are no quick fixes, no quick solutions. For centuries, we have been accustomed to being a century center 
people that when we, talk, when we think and talk about us being a worshiping community, we think of church building. And because of this virus prevents us from gathering together as an assembly and forced us to worship in a new platform and create an online presence, many of us grieve the fact that we are unable to worship how we have been worshiping for many years. But Hawaii District, do you believe that God is with us when people of God gather together? When people gathered at the feet of Mount Sinai and Moses read the law of God, when the Judite community gathered around the water gate and heard Ezra read from the scroll of the law, and when you and I gather together today via virtually and hear the word of God, do you believe that God is here with us? And that what God is with the worshiping community, that special things take place. Oftentimes, we want to locate answers and do make our lives better. But at this time, what Nehemiah is reminding us is that before we can rebuild our worshiping community, we must remind ourselves and reclaim our identity in God. You see, God's love for us is not contingent on our actions. Oftentimes, we believe that if we prayed more, if we read the Bible more, that if we went to church more, that God will love us more. But that's just not true. God loves us just for being who we are. Not who we are going to be 10 years from now, not the better version of ourselves, but just who we are is enough for God. And with no reason or rhyme, God pours out God's love to his children unconditionally. And we call this grace, and not just any type of grace, but amazing grace. So as this amazing grace is poured over the Israelites, they weep and they cry. And Nehemiah reminds them, this is a holy day, a sacred moment in the Lord. Stop weeping. Reclaim your identity as children of God, for their ancestors have forgotten and lived as children of the world. But you, today, start anew and remember who you are and whose you are. And after embracing your own identity in God, live as if you are the child of God. And this message is the same message for you and I today. Reclaim your identity in Christ, that you and I, whether we gather inside a sanctuary, whether we gather via Zoom, on our technological devices, that the presence of God is with us and that we find our identity in Christ who strengthens us. 
And as we remember that we are children of God and disciples of Christ, that will help us to locate the direction we are to go. My sisters and brothers, I know we are very disappointed, and I know we want nothing more than for us to go back to the old way of life. And the truth is, I don't know how long this season will last. Maybe end of this year, well into next year, it's a certain. But one thing is for sure, that Christ is with us. And not only is he with us in this very moment, in this very space, but the grace of God goes ahead of us to prepare the way. So as we acclimate to this new style of worship, having an online presence, God has already prepared a way for us to continue to be the body of Christ we need to be to transform the world. I do so believe that coronavirus will not undo us. Christian church has shown us throughout history that epidemics as well as natural disasters did not hurt the church, but the church utilized those opportunities to be hands and feet of Jesus Christ. While many others were abandoning towns and cities, the church has stayed on and continue to minister to the sick and the dying. And through their genuine and authentic way of engaging ministry and being an agent of God's love shown in Christ, numbers were added to the church community. Dear Hawaii District, you say, I need more than just words. How do I bask in the joy of the Lord That is our strength. Nehemiah finishes his commandment by telling people that they are to go home and feast. They are to eat food and drink sweet drinks. But it doesn't just end there. It says to also provide for those who do not have the means to celebrate the sacred and holy day. The joy of the Lord is our strength, not just my strength, not just your strength in an individualistic way, but our strength. And we find joy in Christ who strengthens us. As a Bible commentator pointed out, that throughout the Bible, we see sin and weakness being associated. And when these two are together, there's always sorrow and mourning. But the flip side to that is faithfulness is always accompanied by strength. And with faith and strength, there comes joy. My brothers and sisters, Christ who invites us to be a part of this community is still here with us. And he is not just here, but he is here to strengthen us on our journey. There's a story of an old man and a young boy, and this old man was known for his wisdom. So one day, the young boy wanted to pull the prank to prove the old man that he doesn't have or know all the answers. 
So the young boy caught a bird in his hand and asked the old man, Old man, is the bird in my hand alive or dead? You see, the boy has made up his mind that whatever the old man said, he was going to prove him wrong. So for instance, if the old man were to say, the bird is alive, he would squeeze his hand and kill the bird instantly and show the man a dead bird. But if the old man were to say, the bird is dead, the boy was going to open up his hand and release the bird into the air. So when the young boy looked at the old man and said, is the bird in my hand dead or alive? The old man looked at the boy and said, the answer is in your hand. Do we have joy of the Lord today? Do we have strength to continue in our journey during pandemic crisis? Hawaii District, the answer is in your hand. Amen.